So I recently got some appliances delivered to my house. And the guy came to me and he's like, look, I need you to turn off the water in your house to that goes to the refrigerator. And I had no idea how to do that. But like any man, I refuse to ask for help. So I fig- I've, I'm going to do this on my own. I'm just going to go downstairs and figure out how to turn this water off. So I go downstairs and I look around and I kind of see where the fridge is in the basement and I see these knobs. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to turn this. I'm going to see what happens. I think I can do this. Like, I don't need any help. I can do it. And so I turn off the knob, and I'm, like, waiting for something bad to happen. And I yell up. I'm like, did it turn off the water? And he's like, yeah, that's perfect. Thank you. I was like, yes, I did it. I felt so good about myself in that moment. I I felt like a genius. Like, you know, like, I just graduated med school. I was so proud of myself. I'm, like, talking to myself. I'm like, you can do anything. There's nothing that you can't do, Joey. Like, you should be so proud of yourself. And, like, I'm just living in the moment right now. Like, I solved it. And then the guy tells me, all right, you can turn the water back on. And I'll give you guys a little picture of what I was dealing with. All right, so this is my basement. And as you can see, there's two knobs. And I was like, all right, it's probably the one that has the, the hose going to it, right? But on the way down, I'm just enjoying how smart I am. I'm so proud of myself that I just go down there and I turn a knob. And I'm not really paying attention to the knob that I turn. And so I turn this knob, and all of a sudden, water starts gushing out of this knob. Now, I have another picture for you guys to see. This is the second knob. Should be coming sometime soon. Okay, never mind. So, now there's water coming out. And you know, you know, I know what you're thinking, water. It's not that bad, Joey. The water was black. So I don't know what was making it black, and I'm hoping that I'm not right. But now it is just going everywhere. My basement is covered in water now. And I hear the guy upstairs go, is everything okay? And I yell, yep, everything's fine. Now, I, ha- I-, I have this issue now because now I'm covered in black water. Like, and I can't let him know that I messed up like this. So luckily, our... our um. A washing machine is downstairs, so I change my clothes, and I come back upstairs after I realize that I turned the wrong knob. I turned the right one, and the guy's looking at me funny, and I'm like, what's up, man? Everything's good here, right? We got no problems. See, the problem was I turned the wrong knob. I didn't have the right knob turned, and I want to talk to you guys about a real issue that a lot of us have in our lives because we're facing it, and we're looking at it the wrong way. And it's causing a lot of strife for a lot of you guys. Because you're working at something and you don't understand why things aren't changing in your life. You have some issues and some struggles that you're facing. See, we all got issues. Some of us are just better at hiding them than others. For some of you guys, you came in tonight with a real big sin struggle. You don't know how you are going to beat this thing in your life. You feel like it's just completely overcome you. For some of you guys, you got some family issues. Man, things are just bad right now. Maybe mom and dad are divorced or they are on the brink of divorce and things are just really bad at home. Some of you guys are coming in from some drama at school and it just seems like everyone's against you at school. Kids have just been gossiping about you, saying some really hurtful things. Just a lot of issues piling up in your life tonight. And I don't always like to give exact issues because I think you guys go right to what your issue is and if I don't say your issue you feel like it doesn't apply to you but it does no matter what you're feeling or thinking that your issue is tonight this applies to it and here's the question that I want to pose tonight is maybe your issue 
is just a symptom of something that's much bigger that is happening in your life. And the reason that you've been trying to change it isn't working. And so there's this real struggle going on. The day before we left for Tuscarora, I thought I was going to die. I woke up and I was so sick. I mean like really, really sick. Jess wasn't feeling too good either. I went to the store and I bought some medicine and I came back and I just had the chills. And I was just so cold. And so put on a sweatshirt, put on my jacket, and I put like three blankets over myself, and I could not get warm, and it was really bad, and I was like, man, I have to go on this big trip. I don't know how I'm going to be able to do this, and I decided, you know, it's better if I just go to the doctor and deal with this, so we go to the doctor, and we're there, and the lady asked me what my symptoms are so that she can tell me what the real issue is. See, so many of us look at our symptoms And we think that's the real issue, that this is the problem, that I need to get this lust battle under control, that I need to somehow overcome this or overcome that. But maybe that's not the thing. Have you thought about that? A doctor doesn't go, okay, what's your issue? And then she says, okay, these are the symptoms. No, they ask you your symptoms so they can find out what the issue is and what the real cause of it is. And so I got some medicine that I needed to be on after telling the doctor everything. And uh, I went home, and I was still just so cold. My fever went up to 102. That was like the highest I've had since I was a little kid. I I was just feeling really, really sick. Took the medicine, and I went to sleep. And no joke, I had like four or five blankets on me. That's how cold I was. And I couldn't get warm. And I woke up like an hour later, like dripping in sweat. And I like woke up kind of panicking, but I couldn't move because I was so hot and there were so many blankets on me. Have you guys ever had that experience? It's a terrifying feeling. I'm like, I'm so weak. I can't get these blankets off me. The struggle was so real in that moment. But I'm so grateful that the doctor knew what the real issue was because I was able to tell her what my symptoms were. And tonight, I hope to get at the real issue for you and I. And this has been a struggle since the beginning of time. We've always, people have always had a problem with this. And a real problem is this. It's all the idols that you and I have in our lives. And I know what you're thinking. You're like, what even is an idol? What are you talking about, Joey? So I'll read to you guys this quote by John Piper. This is the way that he describes an idol. And I think it's really good. And this is what he says about that. You guys can follow along on the screens. It starts in the heart, craving, wanting, enjoying, being satisfied by anything that you treasure more than God. That's all an idol is. It's anything tonight that you want, that you desire more than God. And a great way for you to examine your heart and your life and see if you have an idol is this. What do you spend most of your time doing? Where do you find most of your thoughts going? See, if they're going anywhere besides God, then there is a good chance that you have an idol in your life. If you just desire something in your life so much and you want it and you are working at it and you are fighting for it tonight, and it feels like that is the real treasure in your life. If they took that one thing away from you, then you would have nothing. Then you have an idol in your life. And we're going to look at how people in the Bible really dealt with this and struggled through this. But man, guys, we have so many things that are fighting for our worship. And we give it so freely. See, it's funny. 
I know so many of you so well. And I know the things that you love because we give praise to the things that we care about. I wonder if I took you out of this context, out of this church, and I put you into your school, what would people know you for? Would they know you for the same things I know you for or the other things that you worship? See, if you're not known for your love of God, then maybe you have some other idols in your life that you are really suffering from. And we're going to see how we suffer from our idols in just a little bit. And so many of us, you know, we wonder why we can't grow. We feel like this same problem keeps coming up. We said, we've cried out to God so many times, God, do this. Take away this sin. God's going, that's not the real issue in your life. That's just the symptom. This is the real problem over here. This is what you need to start dealing with. This is what you need to start bringing to me. If you deal with this, then your symptoms will get dealt with. Let's just talk about idols for a second. What could be some of your idols? And if I don't say your thing, that doesn't mean that's the only idol that you can have. For some of you guys, it's a relationship. It's someone that you're dating. It's a friend. You you just care. Your whole world revolves around them. If you lost them, you feel like you would have nothing. That could be an idol in your life. See, it doesn't always have to be a bad thing. So often we think that if we have an idol, it's something wrong, something evil. Yeah, there's a good chance that is an idol too. But it doesn't have to be a bad thing. It can be something that's good. Just whatever has your worship. For some of you guys, it could just be your grades. That is your idol. You put everything into it. You work the hardest that has your mind and your heart. Not a bad thing to do good in school. Not at all. But if it's your everything, then you have a problem. For some of you guys, it's a sports team or it's something that you just spend so much time doing. See, maybe you don't even realize that you love it. It's just something that you spend all your time doing. Maybe it's, it's a video game for some of you guys that are in younger stage in life. It could be anything that has your heart on a deep level. And so some of you guys need to search your heart tonight and see what that thing is for you. I love bread. Can I, can I just say that, that, that? I love bread. I feel like that's a sin. I feel like that's a sin to say in today's culture because everyone's like, ew, bread, carbs. It's so evil. It's so bad. But I, I love bread. Like, my name is Joey and I love bread. Um, I, I, I treat my breads differently in my life too. And I hope that someone can agree with me on this. Um, I take the crust off like my normal sandwich bread. Anyone else with me on that? Okay. Okay. And then this is where it gets a little weird. This is where it gets a little different. Like with Italian bread. Now I'm Italian. So maybe you guys don't know what Italian bread is. I hope most of you guys do. It's like a little bit hard on the outside. I take out all of the inside of that and I just enjoy the outside. I know people think I'm weird, but that's how I enjoy my bread, because I like, the, I don't know, I like that better, that's my thing. And you enjoy bread differently, and that's okay. We all can get along in our love for bread, right? We were hanging out, I was hanging out with some of the seniors on uh, Tuesday, and uh, we ordered Domino's, and we were eating it, we're talking, and uh, we ordered some cheesy bread, and I think it was Lily that was like, why didn't we order just the bread? Like, and I was, and we all agreed with that. We're like, yes, that would have been so much better. Like, bread is just so good. Jesus compares himself to bread in scripture. See, Jesus knows what's up. He knows what's good. He knows what matters. He knew that people are satisfied by bread. 
that there's not really anyone that doesn't like bread. And he said, all that come to me will be satisfied. See, that's our deep issue. So many of us don't think that God can satisfy us. We think the sin struggle can. We think that relationship can. We think our pride can or what we can achieve in school can. That is our deep struggle with idols tonight. We don't think that God can truly satisfy. We don't think his love is enough. And I hope to show you guys tonight that it's more than enough and to show you why these idols are so wrong in our lives. There's so much at stake for you in your life tonight. See, I think that a lot of times I talk about things that for some of you guys that might be a little beyond your years. But this here tonight, man, this is for all of us. This is something we face every day. It's, do I spend time with God tonight before I go to sleep? It's, before I get my day going, am I going to choose to worship him before I do anything else? Am I going to choose to let him be savior and satisfy me? So we all can feel this on a deep level tonight and grow from it. And so here's where we're going to start tonight. In Colossians chapter 3, and this is what it says. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. Sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these things, the wrath of God is coming. Cheerful verse, right? But tonight we need to take these idols in our life seriously. Because on account of these things, people are going to stand before God one day and give account for their life unless they turn from these things and make him the sole thing that their heart really treasures and really desires. See, God is a jealous God. And it's not the way that you and I get jealous. It is a righteous jealousy. He paid a huge price for you and I, and he desires our worship. That's why he gets so upset when he sees us chasing things and going after things in our life that will never satisfy like he will. That job that music career that you want, that relationship, that status that you so long for, it's nothing compared to his love and how it can satisfy you. And he starts with this, the writer of this. Because so often I think when it comes to our idols, we forget that our sin struggles can become idols. We forget that these things that we so long for, that we know are wrong, aren't just something that we struggle with, but it's something that we are also worshiping. See, because we realize that God would satisfy. If we knew that he would meet every single one of our heart's desires, then we wouldn't give in to these things when we're tempted. We would see that God is better in those moments. And so, for some of you guys tonight, and, and this is, going to be a little bit touchy, but we're going to go there real quick. Your sexual identity is something that you are worshiping tonight. You are putting it above God. You are identifying with something that you think or believe, and you are worshiping that. 
And that is something that is an idol in your life and something that you need to deal with tonight because on account of all these things, and there are a million other things, he gives a whole bunch of things, sin struggles. But for you, that's an idol tonight and you need to lay that down at the feet of Jesus. Let's go to Psalm 135 now. And this is how the psalmist breaks down idols. The idols of the nations are silver and gold, the work of human hands. Can can we just pause for a second and think about this? See, the people back then, their idols, and this is going to sound so dumb to us. It's going to sound like it makes no sense. They would make things with their own hands, with things that they have supplied to them, and they would worship them. They would say that this is my God. But don't so many of us do that too with the things that we worship now? So many things that have been made by human hands. We worship. How how crazy is that when you really think about that? That we're willing to give our worship to things that humans have made. And it sounds so silly when we see it in context then. But when we look at it in our own lives, we miss it so often. For some of you guys that are younger, it's, it's the iPhone. It's the games that you play. Whatever it is for you, those are all made by human hands. For some of you guys, it's something deeper than that. It's, it's the car that you want one day. It's that thing that you are worshiping. It's money. Things that have been made by human hands we choose to worship. And He just is kind of going over this, like, really? Have we really made these things our idols when we have an all-satisfying God near to us? See, the problem is that so many of us are just lazy. If we really want to get down to the truth of it tonight, so many of us are just too lazy to pursue God, and we want instant gratification. That's why we love idols, because we think we can control them. And the truth is, we can control them. But you know what? It takes a little bit more to go after an all-satisfying God. Sometimes you need to pursue and you need to push. But he will satisfy. And it will be like nothing that you've ever experienced before. So get over your laziness. Start pushing a little bit harder and find that God really is better than everything else. And I think that some of you kind of feel like, like I'm saying this, and this is not what I'm saying is that you can't enjoy anything else in your life, that you can't strive towards anything else because it's just an idol. That is not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that the only thing you can be thinking about all times is Scripture, that you need to be praying at every moment in your life. No, that's not what I'm saying. If that's not you, don't beat yourself up because that's not what God is asking for. It's when you are not worshiping Him at all, when you have taken Him from that number one spot in your heart and you've replaced it with something else. I'm saying that you can enjoy things. Just don't worship them. Enjoy the good things that God has supplied us with and blessed us with. Just don't give them everything in your life. Let's go to the next verse. They have mouths, but do not speak. They have eyes, but do not see. They have ears, but do not hear. Nor is there any breath in their mouths. And this is really it. And I hope that you guys see this tonight is that they can't do anything for you. When was the last time that these other things that you were seeking and so pursuing in your life, did they really bring 
any lasting satisfaction to you. See, here's what they do. They distract. They distract us and they help us for a little bit. Maybe 15 minutes, maybe an hour. They get our minds off real life. But then you give it some time and it will wear off. And you will be right back where you were. And so, so many of us use our idols as distractions to get us away from what's really going on. But they do not satisfy. When was the last time when someone you loved was really hurting or sick? Did your idol come through for you? Never. When was the last time you were going through something really difficult in your family? Did one of your idols really come through and solve that situation for you? Never. And it never will. Because they can't do anything besides distract for a little while. And so tonight, if you want something deeper than a distraction tonight in your life, the answer is Jesus and Jesus alone. Stop looking to these things. Stop being okay with being distracted for a little bit because they can't do anything for you. Let's go to the next verse. Those who make them become like them. So do all who trust in them. And now he says something kind of tough. But we need to deal with this tonight because sometimes scripture says tough things. And we try and avoid the tough things. We try and take the things that we just like. He says that all those that make idols and trust in them become exactly like them. What does that mean? Worthless. They become worthless just like the things that they worship. Now this is not God's heart for you. He does not want this for you. He sees that you are pursuing something that is broken and empty and you will become broken and empty just like that because that is your choice and what you are choosing to worship and to go after in your life. And so that choice is up to you tonight. You have something that could satisfy beyond anything. I want to tell you guys a quick story about the Israelites while they were in the desert. Moses went up to go hang out with God for a little bit and talk with him, something that only he got to do. And he was gone for a long time. And the people started getting upset, started groaning. They started complaining because it wasn't happening on their time. They wanted to hear back from Moses and what God had to say. And so they come to Aaron, who was in charge of everything while Moses was gone. And they said, hey, we need a God. We need something to worship. And Aaron is tricked. He's duped. He believes that they do need something to worship. And so here's what he tells him. He tells him, all right, get all your gold together. Get all the precious things. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to melt it down and we are going to make a golden calf, this huge golden calf. And we're all going to have a huge feast and we're going to worship it. We're going to bow before it and we're going to give it our hearts in worship. These people had seen God do so much, like miracle after miracle after miracle. And now God delays Moses returning for just a little bit. And they decide that they have to worship something else now. Something that they know they made with their own hands. Something that they literally took their jewelry to make. And now all of a sudden that's God. That's going to help them. That's going to satisfy them. That's going to meet their needs and get them to the promised land? See, I think we can find ourselves in this story for a second. 
We look to our idols when it seems like God is distant. When it seems like everything isn't adding up. We go, all right, God, I gave you your chance. Now I'm going to go to this. We do that so much. I know because I can do that sometimes. I'm going, God, I've been praying, I've been praying. All right, I'm going to take this into my own hands. I'm going to go after this, and I'm going to make this my God. I'm going to do this. And they worship it. And you know what? Moses comes back, and he sees what the people have done. And he cries out to God. He goes, God, forgive them for what they have done. And, and God is just so upset with them. He, he is beside himself. The Bible says that there was a righteous anger that built up in, their, in his heart because of what they have decided to worship. And he wanted to punish them so bad. But Moses reminded him of his faithfulness, of his goodness, and of his love. And God changed his mind. But still, he decided to forgive them of what they had done. But there was a huge price to pay. And 3,000 people died that day because they had pursued an idol in their life. I want to ask you a question tonight. I really want you to search your heart. I want you to look deep. It's not always easy to do this. What idols have you been worshiping? What have you've given your heart above God because it won't satisfy you. It will not be enough. Some of you guys, it's that sin struggle. You've made that your idol. This is going to be tough for some of you to hear, but some of you need to hear this. For some of you, your anxiety has become your idol because your thoughts are always on it, because you're always thinking about it, you're feeling it, You have made that an idol in your life. And you're going, I hate it. Yeah, but when you think on it and when you give it everything you've got, that's your worship going to it. And so maybe you need to lay that at the feet of Jesus tonight and say, God, I've made this into an idol. Heal this. And maybe the symptom will change tonight. For some of you guys, you've just given, you know, everything else, your worship lately. And you want to be free from that sin struggle in your life. You want to have new life in Jesus tonight. Man, what is that idol for you? Lay it down at his feet tonight as we go into worship in a couple of moments. For some of you guys, there is this anger that comes out of you and you don't know where it comes from. You just lash out on people. You go nuts. It's probably a good chance that that is a symptom of an idol in your life. So much of it can be traced back to us not worshiping God the way that he deserves to be worshiped. Because if it was, a lot of these things would be removed from our heart. But if we are satisfied in his love, we will not give our hearts to these other things. And so here's tonight's bottom line. What I want you guys to know is that often sin is the symptom and our idols are the real issue. I'll say that again. Often sin is the symptom and our idols are the real issue. I'm talking about tonight being satisfied like never before. Like feeling whole and feeling purpose in life like you never have without needing the approval of other people. That's the satisfaction that Jesus offers you guys tonight. Could you imagine if you could eat all the bread you want 
and never gain any weight. That's the promise that Jesus offers you tonight. It's so good. It almost doesn't make sense. It doesn't almost add up, but that's how good his love is. Some of you are saying, you know what? This isn't for me, Joey. This is for some other people. I'm just, I'm too flawed. I'm like one of those people in that story that you told just a little while ago that worshiped the idols and God made them pay a huge price. Well, there's good news for you tonight that we have an advocate with the Father and his name is Jesus. And he stands in the gap for you and I so that when God looks at us, he doesn't see your sin anymore. He sees the righteousness of Jesus all over you. And so you are not too far gone if you worship too many idols. You've done too many other things. I hope that you guys will choose to be satisfied like never before and have new purpose by laying down those idols in your life. Let me pray for you. God, I thank you so much for everyone in this room tonight. Thank you, God, that whether we've been far or we've been close to you lately, your love is the same. I pray, God, that people would take this seriously tonight and they would look in their heart and they would search and find if they've had an idol, God. If they've been worshiping anything above you lately, God. And I pray, Jesus, that they would lay that at your feet and find that you are so forgiving, that you are so full of mercy and you are so full of grace for them tonight, that you love your son and your daughter tonight, God, that they can know real satisfaction, that no person or thing could ever offer Jesus. Pray for the person who is just searching tonight, just looking for truth, that doesn't even know if all this God stuff makes sense, that tonight that they would find you in worship, Jesus. Even if they refuse to even sing a word, that your love would overwhelm them, it would break down the hard depths of their heart, God, and that they would find true life. God, I pray that we wouldn't be satisfied with being okay in life. I pray that we wouldn't be okay with it, Jesus, that we would seek for something deeper, that we would find your love and it would change us forever so that we could change this world. So God, help us to lay down our idols at your feet tonight. In your name we pray, amen.